Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hi, Andy. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's going well. I'm doing well. Do I sound excited? Uh, I think you do sound. There's there's a little <laughs> bit higher inflection in your voice. Um, you look really chipper, too. I'm so excited, Andy. <laughs> Why are you excited, Patrick? It's a good day. We got a, We got another guest on the show. We do have a guest. Yeah. We do. I'm excited as well to have our guest. I like when we have other people, so it's just not us talking to each other. Like, it's boring, right? Right, Andy? It's not boring. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, we've got another special guest. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we, we want to welcome the show, um, Nikki Isaacson. Nikki, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you? We're, um, I'm not going to speak for Patrick. I'm doing great. <laughs> Say, we are doing great, but I, I can't. I can't say that. Sorry, Patrick. We're doing. We are doing great. There you Both go. me and Andy are doing great. <laughs> so it's nice to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's great. Um, to be here. So give everybody, give everybody a little introduction of who you are, um, where you're working, what you're doing, and yeah. then we'll dive in and into your uh, to your deep history of your life. As I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel like I'm a super exciting person, but Nikki, I have been in the tech world for two years now. Um, I started as a UX designer and now I'm a UX manager for dental intelligence, which is a software for dentists. And that is pretty much my skill. Nothing too exciting. <laughs> nice. So speaking of your career, I think one of the things that got me interested in wanting to talk to you for our podcast, we have we have a lot of listeners to our podcast that are getting into the UX industry, um, starting out, you know, they're looking at different resources to figure out like, how do they do that? And you're one of those people that has had, has entered the UX industry from a different company, right? Well, not, not from a different company, but from a totally different industry. Yes. Um, educated yourself in the UX industry and then sort of like skyrocketed <laughs> in the UX, in the UX world really quickly. And so I kind of wanted to dive deeper into that. Uh, but I kind of want to go back, rewind a little bit and just ask you like, how did you, how did you get like, where were you, what industry were you working at before and what <laughs> made you, or what was the spark that got you uh, interested in going into UX, the UX design world? Yeah, so I actually love telling this story just because sometimes in tech, I feel like it's pretty generic, like I went to school for this or, you know, I just, it, this is just what I've been doing forever. But I feel like I did take a different route and I love talking about it just because I want people to know that there are different routes into tech and it's an amazing industry to be in and you can kind of jump in at any age and that's, I'll start there. So um, I was in the transportation industry for nine years. So transportation is in like the giant big semi trucks you see driving down the road. I was involved in the logistics portion of that and a, a brokerage portion of that. And I kind of worked my way up. So I started right out of high school. So I was 17 years old when I started working for a transportation company that I actually stuck with for nine years. And I kind of went through um, a few buyouts with them, a few startups with them, and just kind of was like, this is going to be my career. Like, this is it. I'm just going to work my butt off and stay here. 
That being said, I did that for like eight years and I had a child and I was working like 10 to 12 hour days, like not lying. Like I was used to it. That's what I was doing. I was grinding it out. I'd wake up at four, three 30 or four in the morning, get ready, drive to Salt Lake city and be there all night, all day, all night. And that was just my life. I was, it's just what I was used to. Um, it really didn't bother me until I had a child and I was like, oh my gosh, I still want to be a mom. I still, I mean, I want to be a mom, obviously I want to be a working mom, but this is just not working out. Like this is just too much, too much stress. Um, honestly. And it's just the grind was crazy in transportation. So my husband is actually a software engineer and was like, you should totally be a software engineer. Like you, you could go through a boot camp just fine. Like you're pretty intelligent. You could get it done and just go be a software engineer. Like you'll kill it. And so I actually did all the work to become a software engineer and hated it. I absolutely hated it. I was like, how the heck do people do this? Like props to every software engineer out there because wow, like I just, it's just not my thing. Um, so then I was like, gosh, I can't do this, but the tech world sounds amazing because I had done my research of like tech companies and it just, I wanted to be in tech and I didn't even know UX was a thing until I researched it. Like I just, I wanted to be in the tech world. And so I found out this thing called UX, which is user experience. I found a boot camp for it, which I went to Dev Mountain. And I was still working at the time. So I would work during the day and go to classes at night from like 6 to 9 p.m., I believe. And then on the weekends as well. And I just kind of cruised through it. Um, but while I was there, I was actually Canopy, where Patrick works, is above me, was above me. And I was like, I saw that they had a job posting for a UX position. And so I just went up there and was like, hire me. Like, I'm like, I pretty much, I don't know if you remember it, Patrick, but it made like a huge indent in my career because I honestly, like, I was like, I'm just going to put myself out there and go get a job right above me before I even get out of school. Like I was still going to school at the time. And I went up there and I was like, Patrick, hire me. Like, I won't let you down. Like, like, please, for the love, just give me a job. And, um, you didn't, which that's nope. why we're still friends. It's all good. But you, you gave me something better. <laughs> you gave me something way better. You gave me like the best mentor ever. And I was able to come up and join you guys during your meetings sometimes, and then have the best mentor to walk me through my projects in school and really prepare me for actually entering the job, um, search after my boot camp was over, which Without that, honestly, I stopped the boot camp on a Friday and had a job on a Monday. And I know I couldn't have done that without the mentor's help. So that's kind of how I got into UX. Um, and from there, I started at a company. It was called Exactware. It's still there. It's called Exactware. And um, it's a company for like insurance um, claims and whatnot. And it's very established. So it, it was very, very slow paced. And it wasn't like my like a cup of tea at all. Like it was just pretty slow, really amazing company, but I am like very used to fast pace, get it done, um, just get to work and just grind it out. And so um, I found another job and I started working there at Dental Intelligence and it's been amazing. It's, it's very fast paced. It's still in startup mode, um, but it's been super successful. And I was able to wear a lot of hats and I was actually their first UX designer. And so- 
I then became the design UX manager after I think about nine months and was able to hire a team of five under me. And that's where I am now. So that's kind of my take and story on it. And yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> I don't know what else. So you, you, when you started, um, I've been in the position before too, where you start and you're the only designer at the company. Yeah. Um, but um, being, being so sort of young into the industry, how was like, were you super anxious? How, how was that when you started at dental intelligence and sort of only being in the industry for what less, like less than a year? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was pretty intimidating. I had managed before in the past, like I've managed people. So it wasn't, it wasn't the managing people that made me nervous. It's honestly the skill set I was able to like acquire in the almost year that I've been doing it. I'm, I think that's probably the biggest hiccup is I've had a really put my time and extra time after work into learning still. Um, just so I'm staying up to date on trends and really, really still like learning and educating myself on UX as a whole and how we tie into development and, and product and sales and customer service. And so I was really, really, I even still today, I'm still, you know, after work trying to learn and um, take courses on my own and understand that that's been the biggest hiccup. Um, but I am working for a company that's very, gives me all the freedom that I need and kind of lets me take my own route. Um, yeah, I would say it was pretty intimidating. It still is intimidating. Honestly, I hope none of my workers are listening to this, but it still is intimidating. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Awesome. And so I, I really like how you talked about how you take a lot of time to educate yourself. Um, what are what are some tips you can give other designers who who want to educate themselves but maybe don't know how to go about doing that? How how do you do it? Yeah. So to start, I am I'm so not afraid to reach out to people, and I hope I'm a person, especially as I grow in the industry, that people feel they can reach out to to get information from. But I really am not afraid to reach out to people and be like. I saw your project here. I saw your portfolio. How did you do X, Y, Z? Um, what are courses you recommend? Like I've reached out to multiple people. Like, is there any courses that are kind of booming in the industry right now that I could take? Um, and I am honestly willing to spend money on myself as well. I think sometimes it's hard for people to kind of invest in themselves and spend money on a course when they already have a job and they feel like maybe they can just YouTube things, which obviously YouTube is an awesome place to learn as well. But I think being willing to ask questions with people in the industry that you look up to and then being able to spend a few dollars on yourself, taking a course and really investing in yourself and growing your education and growing your knowledge. I think that's super important. I like what you said about uh, spending money on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do I think, it. I think a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people forget about that, especially once you get your job, right? Like yeah. we have this problem, you know, at Canopy is, you know, with, I want, I want designers to, to be learning and growing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think a lot of them have a hard time taking that extra, you know, extra slice of their paycheck to like grab another course or even a book or anything like that. And, and learn when, when you transferred, you brought up earlier that you, you had management skills prior, like what, um, what transferable skills did you, were you able to bring from your your sort of previous life into your UX life? Yeah. Um, honestly, my main skill that I have used the most is being able to um, kind of not deal with different personalities, but really 
be able to work with different personalities. And that's not just my UX team. That's learning to deal with development and customer service and people that have a lot of stress on their plates, like sales, for example, might be stressed about something within the product that you kind of have to talk about and work through. Um, I would say just being able to communicate and work with different personalities has been huge for me. I mean, I, I really also have thick skin. Like I said, I worked in the trucking industry where if you know anything about trucking, it is pretty, I don't know another word for it besides grimy, um, but that sounds really bad. It's, it's just like very, um, like, I don't want to say this either. It's kind of not professional, but it is professional, but it's not. Like they, like there's just, you have to have thick skin. I mean, you're working with some pretty hardcore people. So I've also, I think that's another skill. You have to be able to have thick skin and be told something's bad or something's not working or, you know, this design kind of sucks and like kind of move on from it. So I would say those are probably the top skills that I've been able to transfer over. Yeah, I can see, um, I can see how it'd be a lot nicer to work with designers than than truckers um, yeah i've worked with truckers in the past i worked at well i didn't work i worked on the uh when i was a copy machine repair tech i worked okay. on all the copiers over at uh, cr england oh yeah that was we experienced time. yeah we experienced a lot of uh roughnecks over there yeah <laughs> oh yeah and i would i was so naive like when i was 17 years old no joke. If I heard like someone cuss, I'd be like, oh, how dare you? But then it just like, oh my gosh, after nine years, like I could hear anything. And I'm like, guys, whatever, like whatever, like I don't even care. So are you, when you, on your team right now, are you, are you cussing like a sailor all over your no. team now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I still, you know, try to keep it pretty clean and pretty professional, but no, it's, I love my team. I have an awesome team. They would not care at all. <laughs> but, but don't you want to like have, let your designers grow thicker skins? Like, don't you want them to get really exposed <laughs> to that and let them be strong like you? Start dropping things on them, like just <laughs> pass them out. Oh no. I mean, I hope I'm able to help them grow thick skin, but just not like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. So That's I'm really, awesome. I'm really interested. You said you, um, you, you hired, you've built a team, right? Yeah. Uh, at Dental Intelligence. I'm really interested in how that worked because um, I feel like I feel like the design industry or the UX industry is hierarchical that way. I feel yeah. like it's really high. Like you you stay in the industry for five years and you become a senior designer and then you you know find a management role and then you move up, right? And so yeah. all the design managers that I've worked with or whatever have always they've already been down the same path that I'm going, that I'm in. Mm -hmm. But in your case, where you came in and fairly quickly got into a design management role, um, I think probably a lot to do with the, the, you know, your previous life and coming in, right? Yeah. But how have you handled hiring people that maybe have been in the industry longer than yourself? Yeah, honestly, um, like one of my favorite things that people say, like hiring wise is like hire people that are smarter than you. Like you want to hire people that, that know more than you, um, like can, like they're smarter than you. Like that's how your team, how you're going to level up yourself, how you're going to level your team up. Um, and that's kind of what I've done. I mean, every designer I have hired, um, is amazing. I, I, I honestly like can't say enough good things about the designers I have hired. And I will also say, there's a few of them that where I took a chance on and I was really excited to be able to hire people that hadn't have a job before. Like there's, we had a few junior roles available. 
um, where I was like, I was so excited to give someone their first opportunity. And we've, I, I kind of hired out that way. And then we've hired a few mid to senior people as well, who, who do, who are smarter than me. I mean, who do know more than me. Like, I am not afraid to do that either. I learn from them and I hope they're learning from me as well, but it's, yeah, it's, it's been unique. I would say it's definitely been a unique position to be in. And I'm sure it's hard sometimes for people. I hope it's not, I hope I like have enough respect for my team and I have a, and they have enough respect for me where it's like, we know we have more experience, but it doesn't bug us. Like I'm, I, I'm curious, it would it bug you Patrick, if that came in and that happened to you? I'm sure um, it would. I want, now I'm curious. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I've never, like, at least in the design world, I've never been in that yeah. um, same, I've been, I've never been in that situation. Cause yeah. I think everybody who's hired me has always been somebody who's been in the industry yeah. longer than me, but yeah. I don't think, I don't think it should be that way. I think, I think the design management role doesn't have to be a designer. Like, I don't, I don't think they need to be a, a trained designer because I don't think that's necessarily the skills that you need to be a successful design manager, or even a design director. So it's just, I, I, I don't hear it that often, right? You don't see it that often yeah. um, around. So it's, it's kind of unique that way. So I just wanted your take on it. I, I hope I would like be cool, but I know Andy would be cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you don't know that for sure, Patrick. <laughs> Andy would just be an a hole at all times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, Andy, the, the sweetest human on the planet. I Can't know even... you can just like hear it in his voice. Like you hear his voice, and you're like, he is so nice. Like <laughs> you can just tell. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, that's... go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I, I do think that's, that's really awesome. I, I think it's really important as you are hiring people, as you're working with people to take away from that, that you get to learn from them. It's not really about, you know, you um, trying to show your value over theirs. It's really, you're trying to learn together and you're trying to make solutions together. And um, I like that you're taking that approach, especially as a manager, um, you know, one that, you know, might have less experience um, than those you're hiring. I think that's really strong and something that I think, you know, even, even those who are like part of the, the interview process that maybe aren't like um, managers that don't have a lot of experience, they're really just, they should focus on looking for people that can teach them um, and that they can teach as well, that, you know, people can grow together. Absolutely. And the industry is so, it, I feel like the UX industry is pretty young still. I don't know. Like, I feel that way. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people joining it and it's, it's, it's not like an industry that's been around forever. And so I think we're all just, like you said, just kind of learning with one another. And I definitely have the take where I'm like, you know, let me help you and you help me like still as a manager. And I, I do love that. That's a really good, awesome. That's an awesome point. Yeah. Sweet. So um, I'm, I'm also kind of curious, you mentioned um, when you're talking about software development that <laughs> it was something you just didn't like at all. Um, what was it about that that you didn't like? What was it about UX that you did like? Yeah, I honestly feel like the skills and talents that I have acquired within the last nine years in transportation, I couldn't use as a software engineer. Um, mainly like, I, I just feel like a lot of the time is spent you and the computer. And that's totally fine if that's like your vibe. It just like wasn't mine. Like I, I want, I love talking to people. I'm very curious when I see have a solution come to me. I can't just plug it in. Like I'm not just going to sit here and build something. Like I'm very curious and want to ask questions about it. 
and learn. Like I, I want to learn about it. And I feel as a software engineer, I couldn't do that. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure in some cases you definitely could, but I'm very, I love to talk. I love to visit with people. I love to be curious and um, problem solve when I feel like as a software engineer, you are problem solving just in a different way. Like you're kind of getting a solution given to you and then you're plugging it in and kind of problem solving with the computer. Mm -hmm. um, when in UX, you get to like actually solve a, a problem and then hand it off, um, which I love solving problems. So it just, yeah. it just fits so much better. Like, yeah, it just. That's, that's, that's really cool. So I love like how, yeah, your previous experience working so much with people and all of, uh, all of those skills you've built up definitely apply to UX, mm -hmm. but sounds like you, you might not like connecting with computers as much as you like connecting with people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I wish I did. I wish, you know, I think from the road, it is, it is a goal of mine to know how to code. Like I, I never want to ask somebody to do something that I don't know how to do. And so I am like, I'm going to learn how to code. So when mm -hmm. I'm working, I do work with developers, but as I work more and more with developers, I would love to know the lingo and understand the problem they're solving and be a sounding board for them as well. Um, but yeah, just not right now. <laughs> just down the road. At some point. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Would you... Um... <clears throat> Would you? We've often had this debate on this podcast about uh, boot camps, so this is going to be a loaded question. Thanks. Obviously, you went to a boot camp. You're very successful um, from that boot camp. What what did, what would your advice be to students? People like they're in they 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 just signed up for a boot camp. They're in the boot camp. What's your advice to them on on how to make that uh, experience beneficial to them? Yeah, I would say use the industry more than you use the boot camp. You reach out to the industry, reach out to people, do your own learning outside of the boot camp. Um, you know, I had a great experience with the boot camp, but to be completely honest, if I wouldn't have gone out of my way to get to know the industry, to get to know people in the industry, to reach out of my comfort zone, I mean, there was one time I don't know, like Patrick, you know Kat Kennedy at Degree. Yeah. I reached out to Kat Kennedy and when she responded to me, I was like on cloud nine and she took me to lunch <laughs> and she paid for my lunch. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this like the industry is honestly so nice and so kind and so amazing. So I would say find people that you look up to in the, in the UX industry and reach out to them and don't be afraid to reach out to them and to talk to them and to ask them questions and get to know them, make those connections because that is what honestly helped me get my job. Um, I would also say you're going to have to learn actual skill outside of the boot camp. Um, I was going at night for three hours and on the weekends, and it just, it, it wasn't enough time to learn the skills I needed to get my first job. So I had to really take time to put in my own learning through extra courses. I did YouTube, everything I had questions on. Um, I also had a husband, as, I have a husband, I still have a husband as a software engineer. And so I was able to ask him a lot of questions. And so I actually learned a ton that I would need to know um, for like dev handoff and whatnot that has actually really helped me um, in the industry as well. But I would just say, don't be afraid to reach out to the industry. We're nice. So <laughs> just <laughs> talk to us. <laughs> Well, maybe not Patrick, because you did. You walked <laughs> all the way upstairs and asked him for a job. And what did you get from that, right? Denied. You didn't get a job. I got freaking denied. 
Hey, to be fair, to be fair, I was nice. I I got her a drink. We had some candy bars. We we talked about it multiple times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say like, out of a lot of people that I've talked to that are that are at at a boot camp in college, that kind of thing, and they're trying to get into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I always tell them to find find a mentor, just like one. But I think I think um, you're an example of somebody who went out and found probably a half a dozen or more. Yeah. Right. Of people and all of kinds people. of yeah, and then and then was persistent enough to to talk to people like, um, you know, like like you like you talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and continually, like, I want to continue to have this conversation. Right. Yeah. I know, I know that like right now we don't have a position for you, but I want to still have this conversation, which led to, you know, me connecting you with Chelsea so that you have a mentor there. Mm-hmm. And then how, how do you, when, when I've talked to people, I always see their faces. They're like, oh, I don't want to like talk to anybody. I'm scared. Yeah. But you've obviously reached outside, you know, when you were in boot camp, you obviously reached outside of your comfort zone, what, what advice would you have for people, especially maybe people that aren't so um, extroverted, right? Like maybe people who like to do it in like, you know, yeah. a little bit quieter, more timid. It is hard. And it's, I mean, I, I get it. It's so intimidating to reach out to somebody and you almost feel like a bother. Like you're like, they wouldn't want to talk to me. You know, I'm in this boot camp. They're probably super busy. And I have those same thoughts, but I'm like, you know what? The worst that's going to happen is they're either going to say, you know, don't talk to me, don't reach out to me, which is super, probably not going to happen, honestly. And if it does, that's crazy. I'm super sorry if that happens to you and, um, or they're just not going to respond or they will respond with an amazing comeback. Like you did like, yeah, come talk to me. Like what, like what, what do you need? Like what can, you know, talk to me and tell me your thoughts. Same thing with like cat, like I reached out to her instantly got a reply and said, let's meet up for lunch. And then she buys me lunch and tells me how she was successful and what she would do in my shoes. And I, again, I do think the industry for the most part is nice. I feel like, you know, you're going to get help if you reach out and WAB averages, just reach out to a bunch of people until you start to get the responses that you want. And that's okay. I mean, just try to go out of your comfort zone and realize if you do it, it'll be worth it. Like it'll be worth it long-term. So And I think that shows to like um, a lot of the important skills you'll need as a UX designer too, like when you're actually starting, because you do kind of need to be persistent. You need to, you need to be able to reach out to people and, and learn from them to be able to create solutions for them. Right. And so if, if I am a hiring manager, if I was a Patrick, for example, um, I would be impressed by somebody who is persistent, you know, looking for um, that work and, um, you know, reaching out um, without, you know, those, those regular means that are, that are always typical. So I think, I think that's really important stuff. So it's, it's good that you are brave to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And anyone listening, you can reach out to me and I will always respond because I think, I mean, I think you should, I think it's, you know, it's so helpful. Like you said, I think it is really hard coming out of a boot camp or school, not knowing who to turn to or what to do. So, and I really do feel like the product industry as a whole is so helpful. Like, I mean, you're going to get responses one way or another. So just keep reaching out. Well, there's not, there's not that, I mean, in my experience, other than, other than Andy, there's not that many jerks in the industry. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah, I think everybody's pretty nice. There's really only a handful of people that I think would, you know, if you reached out as a junior designer, I, I, I have a couple people in mind 
that would probably chew you out, but mostly everybody else is either like, if they just don't have the time, right? Like you said, what's the worst that's going to happen is they're not going to respond to you. Right. And the majority of the time, I think that's because people are just busy. It's not that they don't care, don't want to get to know people or anything like that. I think people just are busy doing their jobs, but if that's the worst thing that can happen is somebody ignores you. That's not, (laughs) that's all right. I mean, And I think most people have had experiences the same as you, right? I think the majority of people in the UX industry, to your point, because it's newer and there really isn't, I mean, just in the last 10 years, right? Like, I mean, when I started, there was no UX boot camps. I mean, colleges didn't even have a UX course at all, right? So that was only 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I think all of us are in the same boat, whereas we, you know, everybody in the industry is like, we had to find somebody to like mentor us. We had to find those people. And so I think, you know, at some point we have to realize that, you know, we want to, we want to help out the other people that are coming up in the industry. Right. And we don't really have those opportunities a lot of times either. Like we're working and doing our things and, you know, hiring and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're not actively trying to find people to mentor either. And so I think to a lot of people, like when somebody reaches out to them, it's, it's, you know, they're really excited about it. Right. Yeah. They, Cause they've been looking for it. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's I cool. Think, I think it's cool that you, you're there. You have that mentality, that example. Cause I think a lot of people get kind of nervous. Yeah. And I know I reached out to people that I didn't get a response from. Like I am not one that just, you know, I reached out to these people and it just like fell into my lap. Like, no, I have awkwardly reached out followed up, followed up again with people that I really wanted to talk to. And I'm sure what you're saying is they were just busy, but I didn't get a response and that's okay. I mean, it's okay to hear silence from somebody. Just keep going, keep pushing through. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, and just kind of move on and keep going. Yeah. And I think what I'm learning too, is like, if, cause I am that introverted person and I can be like, <laughs> I can be scared to reach out to people and yeah. be worried if they don't reach, reach out back, you know, if they don't um, respond um, but yeah, what I'm learning, I, I think I should just go hang out more with truckers, just go hang out at a truck stop so I can grow yeah. that thick skin and, you know, be brave like you and not worry too much about it. <laughs> okay. Andy's, Andy's onto something, yeah. <laughs> business idea for the three of us. We're going to start a UX boot camp. We're going to use, uh, you need to reach out to your, your truckers. And what we're going to do is when you sign up for the, re- the UX boot camp, they're going to have to go on ride alongs with some of these people. Oh my gosh. Can you even imagine? And then oh that'll God. toughen them up. I mean, that's what a boot camp is, right? Like, it'll it's literally, get, yeah. yeah, you go get tough. You, you go, you go get the crap beat out of you at a boot camp, yes. right? Until you're tough <laughs> and you're a machine. Like, that's the part that the boot camps are missing. And I think we can solve it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh, it'd be entertaining. Can you imagine? Yeah, your first day you started uh, as a UX boot camp, and the first day is like. All right, meet, uh, meet Dale. Yeah, yeah, meet Dale. He's going to take you on a on a ride along. What's so weird is like, why is everybody named Dale in the trucking world? There's so many Dales. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Is I, that a requirement? Like, do they change their name oh, to get so a weird. job? You said that. I swear, like, there's like a million Dales. Like, so weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Dale's just a good trucker name. It's like, it's like if you're named Carol or Karen. <laughs> You, you're, you have a predestined, like you're predestined yeah. to be kind of oh, a psychopath, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> well. At least, at least your parents, at least your parents wanted you to have that path. 
so if you're Dale, you do it, right? If you're, if you can grow like a really cool mustache, you're going to be a graphic designer. And that's just what happens. So. Oh my gosh. It's so true. I love this. It's so funny. Or a barber. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's why I got out of graphic design because I, I just couldn't get my mustache to yeah. really get yeah. up to muster, you know, so I had to switch to, to UX. Oh my God. That's the unknown secret right there. You never yeah. talk about that. You never talk about how your heart was broken because you couldn't grow a nice hipster mustache. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, I just, we were, we were looking, you know, we're looking for people. We're always looking for people to have on the podcast. So we feel like, well, you know, help our listeners, right? And mm-hmm. you had that LinkedIn post. Well, you've had a bunch of LinkedIn posts that are like, I did this in my career, like you can too, like kind of yeah. inspirational and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. Like you go, you go from, I mean, you know, like I always wanted to run a team, like be a manager on mm-hmm. some level when I started into the industry. Mm-hmm. And so, but I could never figure out how to do it. And then yeah. I was always told by my bosses and stuff, like, you're not going to be a good manager. Oh. And then I was like, okay, well then never mind. But then like, um, like to hear your story is pretty, I think it's pretty cool. It's, and I think it's something that's realistic, right? It's something yeah. that, that people can achieve. It's not something that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to hear like the tips and everything. What, um, real quick before we, before we end, yeah. what, um, what's the next thing for you? You become design manager, you've hit that dream job, all that kind of stuff. Like what's the next thing? I don't know the next thing, but the long-term goal for me is honestly like chief experience officer somewhere. I like, that's what I'm going to grind for. But as far as like the next thing, I mean, you never know. You just, I kind of just do my thing and work as hard as I can. And like I said, make connections, continue to make connections because it pays off. And kind of go from there. But as far as long-term goal, I would love to be a chief experience officer at an awesome tech company somewhere. So, so as quickly as you became a UX designer into a design <laughs> manager, so maybe in a year and a half, we'll have you back on as yeah, Nikki, the chief executive, uh, chief <laughs> chief experience officer, the CXO. Awesome. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Do you have any other questions, Andy? Sorry. Um, I have, I have learned a lot of awesome things. Um, I have nothing else. I, I don't think I can pack any more into my brain. So that was great. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Andy's tapping out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, thanks. I owe you lunch for not hiring you. So yeah, what the heck? Man? Uh, kidding. I owe days. you lunch for changing my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're even. It was tough. It was tough love. That's what it was. See? Okay. It's fine. Okay, you guys. Okay. See ya. Yeah. See you later. Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contacts and fill out the form. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.